how's everybody doing tonight? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my co-host, Adam. And Dan Hodsden. He is the guitarist for what band? I play guitar for the Cal's Dowboys. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. I love your band, by the way. Thank you. I'm new. Yeah, I'm here. I love the band too. I was a fan before. So yeah. it's kind of surreal. How new? Um, I played my first show with the band in April. Okay. Oh wow, that's awesome. Like I think it was like I think it was like maybe the first or no, sorry, like the last week of April is April twenty fifth. We opened for uh Bill Murray in wow. um South Carolina at New Brooklyn Tavern. That was really fun. That's awesome. Very nice. Well they just keep yeah. adding members, man. Like <laughs> We do, we do. Um, I did, I did. It's not a three guitar band. I did uh, replace somebody, but uh, uh, not the topic for for this podcast. But uh, yeah. I, 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 right. I've been, I've been in, um, been in the rounds for a minute. I've known everyone in the band for better part of two years now. I think it was like early 2020. I uh, made a joke tweet saying, uh, "Hey, at Cal Style Boys, let me be your guitar tech." And I th- the band page liked it, which is probably Maddie, the other guitar player. She's like, "Okay, guy, I don't know you." And then Carson, our singer, DMs me saying, wait, are you serious? Do you actually want to be a guitar tech? I'm like, well, I'm not, not kidding. <laughs> and um, it really just, it really just uh, kind of snowballed into me painting their guitar uh, to be the uh, same colors of the bisexual pride flag, which they released a vinyl variant of Die on Mars that had those colors. Yeah. And nice. I said to him, I'm like, well, it'd be funny if, uh, you know, I painted a guitar to be that color. I thought that would be kind of cool. And they're like, that is so awesome. You should do that to my guitar. And uh, today is actually uh, the anniversary of when I finished doing that. And uh, it's really cool. It's nice. kind of crazy to see where, how your life can change in just a short amount of time from Indeed. reaching out and saying, what's up? Let me do something. For sure. Definitely. I mean, it's, that, that's crazy, man. That's an awesome story. Yeah. It's really neat. I think I heard of them like two years ago. Did you work on uh, the new album, Celebrity Therapist, Any? I did some chugs on it. Uh, I won't remember what song I did the chugs on. I, no context was given to me. Uh, I was just like, what if I did a chug? And I did a chug. But um, really, I was there in the studio almost every day during guitar and bass tracking because I, uh, I was being their guitar tech throughout that. So I was restringing the guitars, setting them up to be in different tunings, and just kind of being there for moral support and also meeting everyone in the process too, which is really cool. Uh, I, I really met the full band during that. It was a, it was a total blast. And yeah. getting to see celebrity therapists like come together. It was very, very, very cool. The only things I wasn't there for was like the vocal tracking. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. I'm actually really excited for that album. It's, it's, a, it's an ass beater. It's a banger of a record front to back. It's very, very yeah. exciting. Guys. I saw somebody tweet out that you guys fit an entire album's worth of songs into one three minute song. And I, don't think I've ever heard anything truer. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah. Uh, a couple. It, it's it is true. I, I, it's funny. A, a little couple of hours ago, Carson was doing a podcast where they said, um, "I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but they said something along the lines of every like 20 seconds on one of the songs, like it's another metalcore band, and so it just kind of keeps going like that for every song. And when you hear these songs getting put together structurally, you're like, this makes no sense. And then you hear the finished product, and you're like. Oh, okay. I get, I get what the vision is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny. It's really interesting how all of that comes together in the end. And you're like, Oh, okay. It makes perfect sense actually. Yeah. I will also say that I've never realized how much metal core bands need a violin in them. <laughs> 
it's really interesting how we actually use the violin too. Yes. Sometimes traditionally like a violin and sometimes it's a textural thing, like a synth with yeah. all the tones that she has. Um, I'm actually looking at it right now. We got this little uh, Helix uh, HX stomp box. In the past two days, we've been uh, cra- crafting new tones for our tour coming up with Avatar. I've been crafting new tones for the guitars, for the bass, uh, just getting everything sounding huge and full because we're going on tour with bands that have been doing this for a long time and tour the world and they sound massive no matter what venue they play yeah so So real quick i think it's really mm -hmm. cool that uh so y'all are replacing otep on the light the torch tour yeah the uh the avatar light the torch tour fun fact me and adam have been friends for over 20 years and uh our friendship actually started because i gave adam an otep cd (laughs) no way (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is Otep good? I, I should probably check him out, honestly. Um, I haven't listened to him in a really long time, but it's very much uh 2000s, you know, corn and it very much fits fits in that oh, that's genre. Sick. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love corn, dude. I love bands yeah. like that. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll we'll get into that for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was really cool because I saw that the other day that you're you're replacing Otep. And that's actually awesome. That's so dope, dude. Big shoes to fill for sure. I mean, yeah. we got that offer about yeah, like three or sure. four days into the last tour. And um, at first we weren't sure if we could even do it because it has those candidate dates on it. But Avatar, the band themselves were the ones who asked for us, which is very, very humbling and wow. very, very cool. Oh, because they were, awesome. I think those guys, um, they really like their theatrics and having like a, like a theme and kind of like a, um, I don't know how to really describe it, but it's like they have their own little world in, inside mm-hmm. the music especially if you look into how they dress live and how they uh, structure their albums. Like they have an album called Avatar Country and their whole website is based around stuff like that. So they really like paying attention to, uh, you can just call it theatrics, I guess, and having a world around your music rather than just being a band. So they saw how our music videos kind of, the last two anyway, are kind of serialized and they kind of follow the loot, the same plot almost. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they, they, I remember them mentioning like they, uh, from our manager, they, they mentioned that they really enjoy how we approach the art. Yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Before we get any further uh, talking about that kind of stuff, I want to kind of go ahead and kick this off. So we're going to be making a playlist today. Cool. And the first thing we have our guests do is name their playlist and it can be anything you want it to be. Oh, this is so easy. We had this really dumb phrase on the last tour where you'd point at someone and go, you play too much. So I, I have to call it, you play too much. <laughs> nice. Now into our next question, give us some of like your first music memories. Like it could be maybe somebody who introduced you to music. My father was, was and still is the reason why I play uh, guitar centered music or have any interest in music at all. My earliest memories would be him playing Joe Satriani surfing with the alien over our home speaker system and my parents would call it power ranger music and my brother and i would dress up as power rangers and jump around the house and like fight each other and that's my earliest memory of it and like listening to blue oyster cult he would do the thing when we would play when we have like a house party my parents would have house parties and a pool party in the back they would play godzilla and whenever it says godzilla my dad would throw us into the pool it was just it was just a really fun time so whenever he heard that song we're like oh dad's gonna throw us in the pool that's and, awesome and so, that the is tunes, like it's a ahead. very distinct memory yeah yeah that is like the most both of those are like the most wholesome things i have heard in a long time actually that's that's really <laughs> awesome dude that that's a great dad 
he's he's the reason I'm doing any of this. I mean, uh, my parents came to uh, our, our Orlando date on the last tour. My dad had just recently gotten back from Vegas. He's a um, he's an entertainment uh, slash wedding DJ. He does he does anything you can think of in the wedding in the entertainment industry uh, involving live music or live events of any uh-huh. kind. I'm um, like plugging my dad's business here, but uh, he's like one of the biggest dudes doing it in Southwest Florida, where we're from. Okay. And uh, so he had just gotten back from a convention in uh, Vegas, showcasing that stuff with some of his employees. He got back that same morning, drove four hours to Orlando to see a 30-minute metalcore set of yeah. my band. And I mean, I mean, looking back on it now, I. I, I kind of like it, it gets me it gets me kind of worked up because it's, it's it's just my, my dad got to see like uh, kind of the fruition of what I moved up to Georgia to do in the first place from yeah. me being in wedding bands for five years to, you know, being in startup bands here and there that don't go anywhere to being in other metal bands. I even played with another band that's based out of West Virginia for a while. I traveled with them back in November and December. Um, and my, he even brought me a, uh, it wasn't a brand new guitar. But uh, he brought me an old guitar that I used to play all the time back home. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm lying. He did buy me a new guitar before that tour started. But he's like, uh, hey, I'm going to send you a, I'm going to send you some stuff, you know, like some strings and stuff. Can you just make sure someone's home this day? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, I didn't end up being home that day, but he made such a big deal about it that someone had to be home. And then my roommate, who is also Maddie, the other guitar player, messaging me saying, hey, did, did your dad order something? I'm like, yeah, it should just be guitar picks and strings and stuff for tour. And she's like, I don't think this is that. And she sent me a photo of a giant box. And I'm like, there is no way this man just bought me a guitar. And I called him on my lunch break. I'm like, dude, did you order a guitar? And he just starts laughing. Uh, dude, so I got to play that great. for the first couple. It, it is so cool, man. And I went home, uh, played with it for like four hours. And I played it for the first couple of dates on the tour. Uh, he saw me perform with it in Orlando and then we swapped wow. guitars at the end of the show. And he brought that one home to mess around with. Like I, I got so spoiled growing up playing all these fancy guitars. Cause my dad would flip them like, you know, a, a house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he'd buy one, play it for a couple of years and then be like, ah, okay, I'm done. And then he would get another <laughs> one and just, it would just cut guitars constantly going in and out, in and out. Um, so I, I was always very lucky that any, Every six months, I got to play a new guitar because he was bored. That's awesome, man. Yeah, That's really it cool. Sounds like a really, really supportive father, and like, I, as much as it it meant for you to like have him there, I bet he was super stoked to see you up there. You know, hey, he gets it, to, see, he gets to see his uh, his progeny do something uh, do something he also loved doing when he was my age. So it's yeah, it's, it's full circle. It always comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's really cool. Is he the one that kind of taught you how to play? Uh, he had a he had a little bit um, in the way of that. I had a I had a guitar teacher at school who was the art teacher and he had guitar lessons after school uh, every day that were free. And he, using his uh, art class budget, he bought a bunch of uh, relatively cheap Fender acoustics and would just teach a class full of like 15 kids how to play some really simple songs. He'd give you like chord sheets that you'd see in a C- I, I play in churches a lot. Uh, on weekends and they have like little little chord sheets that show you like when you play what chord over what's over what lyric and he would just give us that for like old rock tunes and be like oh this is how you play uh, uh some pearl jam song about his uh, wife dying in a car crash 
uh, I can't remember the name of it, but he would show us how to play a bunch of songs, just like really stripped down versions. And then the kids that uh, wanted to keep going with it would be allowed to practice guitar during his art class. And I was one of those kids. And I had a couple other teachers along the way. Uh, this guy, Dean, also gave me lessons and introduced me to a lot of really cool heavy music. Uh, he was the, he's the reason I uh, got into Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. I was like nice. 11 oh, years old listening to, to yes. Tony Danza and like, I don't even know what's happening in this, but this is crazy. Yeah, it is. And then, and then even now, like uh, Josh Travis is a huge fan of our band and he's did a great. whole live reaction to our music video um, for what is delicious. I'm like, that is just, it's just so crazy how this dude that I got introduced to at 10 years old, it's like, mm-hmm. man, that was sick. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I bought him a beer once. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. When it was in Glass Cloud. And uh, I bought him. Oh, a man, beer. Glass Cloud's so sick. Yeah. He seems like such a nice dude, too, man. Like, he seems like salt of the earth type. Like, that yeah. dude rock. Yeah. He's pretty chill. Didn't say too much. He's I try lucky. not to, I, I try not to fanboy. I just try to keep, like, act like I've been there, you know? I just say, what's up? Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe a fist bump. You, you got to, but if it slips out, it slips out, man. Like, on this Greyhaven tour. Uh, Grey oh, Haven's yeah. like one of my top like three favorite bands ever. And the yeah. first couple of nights, I'm like saying to the rest of the band, I'm like, I'm really trying not to punish them. I'm really trying not to punish them. <laughs> and by the end of it all, like I became like really good friends with all of those dudes, and we got to like learn each other's personalities and everything. And uh, awesome. also, I got to see Grey Haven like 25 nights in a row. It is it's the coolest thing. That's fucking yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, they're dope. Adam, I've they're come so- to the realization, Adam, that. Our school fucking sucked, bro. <laughs> yeah, so we've done a few, like, I don't know, at this point, you know, eight, nine of these together. And, like, everyone's school had, like, really cool shit. And, like, or, or they had, like, parents that got them into it. It was mm-hmm. one or the other. And, well, our parents weren't really into it. And our school, I mean, this uh, we didn't do shit. <laughs> so here we are. Right. <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. I, I was very lucky to have grown up in the area i did i grew up on a very affluent i grew up on an island if that tells you anything uh, it's yeah. Florida on the gulf coast okay yeah, like, nice, yeah, nice. Well, spoiled little little kid here uh but circumstantially it was very lucky and you, you, know, you can find uh you find you find the people that come out with like blazing music and no matter what the area was but um i know a lot of times schools cut those classes and yeah. I, I was very fortunate to not have that happen to me. I was in the jazz band in middle school, like my middle school mm-hmm. had a jazz. Band. You know, you don't, I don't think you hear about that too often anymore, which really sucks because we're cutting all these arts programs out of our schools and, you know, replacing it with stuff that no one cares about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, regardless of like where you grew up or, you know, your circumstances at the end of the day, dude, you still capitalized on it. Cause I mean, people take, can take lessons and do nothing with it. So oh, absolutely. Don't... I was just, I was just fortunate. And it is what it, it is, what it was. Yeah. 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 I mean, nice. I knew kids in, in my grade that were way better guitarists than me at the time. They don't play guitar anymore. They work in law firms. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a matter of what you do with what you're given. Mm-hmm. And if you have that talent and you don't use it, then that's, that's on you. Yeah. 100%. It doesn't exactly. matter where you grow up. If you don't use that talent, you, you don't use anything. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we got into some of the music that you remembered sort of your first memories and like, you went into some other stuff, but I checked out, you know, w- leading up to these interviews, we, we try to basically creep on you guys as much as possible, pull any yeah. information we can. So I found your like curated playlist on Spotify. Yep. And there Man, was some, that was make. I bet. Now, was there like a requirement, like you had to pick like 10 <clears throat> songs or something weird? 
Uh, we had to choose. It was a minimum 20, most 25. Uh, our uh, label wanted us to do it. Monarch wanted us to do it. Okay. That, and it that turned out tough. really well for us because um, people, okay. surprisingly, like people want to hear what this weird, crazy band listens to. Well, that, yeah. that's what, that's kind of what this podcast is about. But there were particular bands that resonate with me that I wanted yeah. to ask about what Go ahead. they did, what they did for you or, or what it is about them. So it, in particular, and in no order, System of a Down, Corn, Static X, and uh, Gojira. Ooh, okay. Uh, which one do you want me to start with? Uh, I mean, which, whichever one you want, man. Let's, you can do System. Uh, system uh, showed everyone that you're, I mean, there, there were weird bands throughout the 90s and the 80s, uh-huh. don't get me wrong. Uh, but System, I think, kind of brought to light that you can still be, that you can work within that uh, realm of being weird without alienating people. Because yeah. don't get me wrong, I like I like my weird stuff. And if you look at that playlist, you know there's a lot of there there is some a little bit of out there stuff on there. But System found a really great way of capitalizing on being bizarre and still making something that's very accessible to people. I mean, I could go to any gym on the planet almost, and if they're playing a, a rock playlist, Chop Suey or Toxicity's on there. And yep. the average person will know at least one system of a down song. And th- I think, I think that speaks volumes to the reach that those guys actually had, because if you look at them in a bubble after that first record, or even like one of their first like demos or something like that, y- you wouldn't expect like, Oh, this is just like a bunch of weirdos making some sounds like that. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect them to be selling out massive stadiums. And they're the only band on the bill. It, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it i don't think it made a lot of sense but then they just blew up because people resonated with it and they wanted to hear something that was really uh it was it was just it was just enough out there that you could go into their deep cuts and find stuff that's even more bizarre but it's still singable it's recognizable you can sing system of a down riffs but they're still yeah weird. you yeah. know you can sing those riffs and i think that also has a lot to do with where they call home uh, most of them being, I'm pretty sure most of them were born in Armenia. Um, right. I think it's Rick, Rick Rubin was the guy who produced a lot of their stuff, and he even mm-hmm. has a little interview where he talks about System of Down for a bit, and he recounts how uh, he saw them for the first time, and he just couldn't stop laughing because it was just so over the top and off the wall. And you hear like a gallop rhythm back in like the '80s, or like if you're list- if you're used to listening to like thrash metal, you get like the really typical Metallica gallops and the slayer gallops but system of a down has a different like feel to it that's just Mm -hmm. it was just different enough on the same formula that people grabbed onto it system of a down is my favorite band of all time straight up it is my favorite band it was the band that my brother and i bonded over it's a band that i can bond with my father over my mom likes that band nice my grandpa likes system of a down a couple songs but that's like any anyone can get into those guys because they they also have a message it doesn't it's do. not always political uh sometimes it's weird and like it's like tongue-in-cheek but it's mm-hmm. still serious sometimes it's about it sometimes it's really uh weirdly sexual and they still write a really solid tune around it and yep. they can write about anything and get away with it yeah they, and, yeah they were like my like i was the system of down like stan kid i was like 10 11 like you couldn't tell me any other band existed when i was that old nope. As far as I'm concerned, no other band does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to hear. Um, okay, uh, 
What about corn? Corn is also kind of that same thing where uh, they, Maddie says this all the time that that band should not be as famous as they are. And I can to, a, to, a cer- to a certain extent, I agree. Because if you, again, if you look at them in like a bubble or a vacuum back when they came out on the scene, you can't name another band that sounded like them. Not a single one. Not a single mm-hmm. band not at all. sounded like Corn when Corn came no. out. And I think that's just because it was a bunch of really angry kids that didn't like anything else that was happening out there. And like, okay, so what can we do that no one else is doing? Like, what, what's in, like I think they laid their hearts out on the table with their mm-hmm. first demo tape and with that first record. Like, everything on that record is honest everything on the self-titled record everything on there is honest everything on there is grimy everything on and they even have some really goofy tracks on there that are just them being dumb kids in a studio that got yeah. way too much money to record one of the most iconic albums of all time oh, and yeah. i also got into corn when i was in middle school i was very um i was confused on who i was i just had started listening to music on my own that wasn't curated by my parents yeah, I, I got a Zune. I got a Zune, dude. I didn't get an iPod. I didn't oh, get man. an MP3 player. I got a Zune. And I also had a laptop with YouTube. And I started finding um, bands related to Metallica because I was really into Metallica. But I'm like, th- these guys are angry, but they're not angry about the things I'm angry about. Yeah. You know, I was, get- I was getting bullied relentlessly from the kindergarten up till about eighth grade. And even after that. So I needed... My, my being needed something that uh, spoke to me and that was corn and that those first, even, even their later stuff. Uh, Cause you know, I was, I, what year would that have been like 2012 or something? I think when uh, I was coming out of middle school and all, all of their music leading up to that was just, it was music for people that were uh, outcasts and that yeah. didn't have, like you could fit in here and there kind of, but no one still, still no one really wanted you around. That, yeah. that was corn and corn corn was my like happy thing that corn was that thing that made me feel like i belonged somewhere and then when i found someone else like corn like that was just it and that led to me finding the friend groups i did it's and funny how that happened. Just, i liked yeah. heavy music yeah everyone else liked what they were told to like and i didn't want to do mm-hmm. that yeah as, as like as like corny as that sounds haha um <laughs> i just did it that Corn started it for me into finding me finding more heavy music. I found Slipknot through Corn. I found Limp Bizkit yep. through. I found um, a lot of really gross death metal through Corn. And it, what's what's really interesting is even then when I was hanging out with like the the scene kids and whatever, um, everyone called us the emos and the goths. Like I still dressed like a, just a regular dude, but mm-hmm. um, you know my friends were listening to like Bring Me the Horizon and uh, Pierce the Veil and stuff like that. I'm like, um, I don't really like this. I like those bands now, um, but I was just like, I don't really care for that right now. And I was yeah, listening to like death metal and corn and anything that made me feel like uh, I was okay being me. And that's that's why corn means a lot to me and why I still yeah. listen to corn today. Yeah, it's it's funny how how it works that way. I mean, that's what how you know Augie and I became friends. We just like, mm-hmm. hey, I like this, you like this, and let's talk about it. And that's kind of all we talked about for the longest. Yeah, um, pretty much. Me and my friends so, would sit in a computer and watch music videos for all of the bands. We oh, that's yeah. That's what we yeah, I had a I had a, a Zayo DVD <clears throat> and I took it to Augie's like 
mom's duplex and we sat there one <laughs> afternoon and just watched it and ate like Sonic or something. And that's yeah. what we did to just hang out. We're just yeah. in awe. Like, look how cool these guys are. Like, look how awesome this is. Like, yeah, that's just what we did. I think it's crazy too how, how like timeless corn is because I think I got into corn in like shit, I don't know, 2003, 2002, maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Cause my brother, yeah. My, well, my brother showed it to me. My brother was like, Hey, check out this, uh, this song shoots and ladders. My brother was four years older than me and he was like, check this out. And I was like, yeah, that's badass, dude. Yeah. I started and, playing bagpipes because of corn. Yeah. Actually, we're, I actually, Seriously. I actually found a news article. I don't know when it was wrote. I think 2018, maybe. Coastal Breeze News. That's that's the Mark Island News. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. I actually found a news article that says that, and uh, it says that it's actually a very very interesting news article. I sent it to Adam when I found it. Yeah, that was um friends of mine. Uh, her mom wrote that article. She was she was working for the Coastal Breeze at the time. If she she might still be, but um my grandpa my grandpa is also a big advocate of me doing music. And he, he was the one who found me bagpipe lessons. And so he pushed me a lot to uh, do anything I could involving bagpipes. I still have them. Uh, it's not an instrument I play that often anymore. I really should. But if I'm going to be touring with Dow Boys all the time, um, yeah, it's likely it's going to, it's likely we're going to utilize it on the, on the, that's what I was going to ask. Third album. Nice. It will be used. It <laughs> will be used. I, I got yeah, electronic yeah. ones. I can customize mine however I need to. They will be heard. Through Hell yeah let's go let's go baby that's badass dude yeah i, I mean um, they're the perfect band for it yeah yeah for sure just weird instruments yeah so let, let's round out the the other two i mentioned gojira and static x uh static x was uh was one of those bands that i asked my guitar teacher about dean i was like hey i have my guitar in drop c i'm learning system of a down songs but what else is in drop c because i just didn't know metal bands at the time he's like oh dude you gotta check out static x and I learned uh, so in, one, cool. in one lesson, we learned half of Wisconsin Death Trip, like the whole album. We learned half of that album in that lesson. Damn. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, all those songs are like super easy, but Wayne Static had such a really cool way of combining like really simple guitar riffs with like industrial drums and techno. They call themselves Evil Disco. They will never, they never call themselves industrial metal. They call themselves Evil Disco. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, he just had super easy and like accessible riffs that like you're just like oh that's sick but then yeah. it had like really dancey rhythms for the girls to dance along to and that's i remember seeing one of their documentaries and that's what someone said about it. it's like you know you'll have like these really gross dudes in there but they're like really attractive women dancing along to it. it's like what is this what is this mix up in here it's really bizarre but that was static <laughs> x yeah I mean, that was static x dude because it's like they did it they combined both uh both sides of uh, music at the time, I think, was like electronic dance music and metal. Those really popular things. And also, he just always sounds like... Yeah, his voice was very distinct <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, it was. It so funny. Yeah. Uh, and um, Gojira, I got into accidentally because I, I, heard, I saw like the Vacuity music video on YouTube once. And I was like, man, this is insane. And I got into them in like my sophomore year of high school and did a huge deep dive into all their discography. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about Gajira that uh, really hits right. They don't have like that huge deep meaning like corn or something does for me, but they consistently write good music. They consistently write um, great riffs. Uh, Joe has a really unique vocal style that um, 
I think a lot of metal musicians should listen to more and be like, okay, how does he do that without hurting himself all the time? Cause I yeah. mean, those dudes are in their forties and he still sounds like he did on like the first two records. Yeah. Um, Cause he, he's also, he can control his pitch really, really well with his, uh, mm -hmm. with his uh, screams and his growls. And I think that's what sets him apart from a lot of um, uh, vocalists in the metal scene. And they're, they're not slowing down. I mean, they're getting yep. a little more proggy here and there, but nothing about them is slowing down. They're still crushing. And also they are some of the nicest dudes on the planet. Uh, an old I girlfriend of mine went to a VIP with them and uh, met the band and she met the drummer Mario and he asked her what her name was. And she, and he was like, Oh, that's a really nice name. I'll remember that. And then a couple of years later, she got another VIP and he remembered her like oh, called wow. her by name and everything. And I, I think that that speaks volumes of who those guys are and everything yeah. they say up there is also very honest. Like they believe every word that comes through the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. They were really great. I saw them uh, recently with Deftones and, and they were, oh, they were really man. great. I, and that's how I got introduced to them. When I go see a show, I try to see who's all on the bill. And then I yep. just check the set list and I just listen to it. So I know what I'm getting into. And I was like, wow, like I'd never heard their music before. And I was like, this is some pretty dope stuff. Like they're really it's good at what they do. punishing, man. It, it beats you over the head, but it's so good. Yeah, There's the one band I'd sure. go see by myself at any point. When I first moved up to Georgia, like oh, the week after I saw they were playing at the Tabernacle. But, and I was like, okay. And I spent like the last $20 I had on a ticket. Wow. So worth it. So worth it. Yeah. Augie, okay, I guess we should, I mean, we've mentioned so many bands. We should start getting some of these songs on a, yeah, on a playlist. Yeah, I was actually going to say, um, hold on. I was looking, I, I, I used to own a Gojira record and I'm trying to figure out which one it is. Well, they've what got the album look like, do you know? Several. Ah, yeah. Shit, I, mean, I think or, it was you know, from, from Mars to Sirius, I think. Is it with the whale on it? Is it with the flying whales on it? It's the all white album cover. Yeah, yeah, that's it. From Mars, that's, that's from Mars. With that, with this, yeah, yeah, I think it was that one. It's like a, it's yeah. like a white tan color. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's uh, five. Yeah, that's the one that I used to own, I believe. Timeless. I, yeah. Timeless. Yeah, album. it really is. Um, before I get bands, so we talked about System of the Down, Corn, Static X, stuff like that. What was it? Can you recall what the first band like that you heard was and, and who showed it to you? Uh, is this band Cinder? For, I think they're also from Florida. Okay. I think they were like a new metal band for a time. They have the song called Soul Creation. That was like the first like heavy song I heard. It's just like this really simple guitar riff that um, I still remember. It's like, dan -dan 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 just like super basic new metal just like whatever and he goes and then it kicks off it's like the most like formulaic thing but it just kicks so much ass my father showed me that uh the the, the first heavy song first heavy heavy song to be heavy was soul creation by cinder you know what that's this, the one you mentioned cinder and i know this band and i'm trying yeah. to figure out how like uh, that name <laughs> is so like I, I know them too, but I don't know why I or do how. Not, yeah, yeah. They rock. Awesome. Yeah. Would would this have come on like ninety six X, like the rock station? We probably heard it like on back in like the two thousands. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, probably that's probably it, yeah. how we did it. That's probably how we heard it all. Yeah, yeah. Decently popular song, I can assume. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go with Corn Man. Put on "Good God" by Corn. 
That was like the first corn riff I learned was Good God. That was the first riff I learned on my seven string. Nice. System of a Down? Um, needles. Nice. We'll do Static X. Uh, put on a This Is Not from the album Machine. I think that was the first Static X song I learned was This Is Not. Gojira. Gojira, do in the in the wilderness right. that song has the coolest outro of any gojira song period <laughs> it's I like a to... bunch of chugs and then a really like sick and epic um melody and it just goes and goes and goes i think the riff goes on for like two minutes it's insane so cool i have to go back and check that album out it's been years since i listened to it's it. like this an is... almost eight minute song it's ridiculous yeah yeah one of the one of the lines in it is like a tree trunk wider than a mountain. And I'm like, that's that's a big tree, bro. Like that's crazy. <laughs> How do you visualize that? Right. <laughs> could could we get a, a Tony Danza? Song yeah, yeah, well? yeah. Oh Actually, yeah. Um, shout out to them. The first Tony Danza song I heard was uh, Rudy Times Three. That was the first Danza song I heard. I don't know if this is true. But Dean introduced that band to me by saying, like, oh, yeah, the guitarist didn't even audition for it. He just picked up the lead singer by the throat, and then he was in the band. I'm like, that's cool. 12-year-old me will believe anything you tell me. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, if I ever meet Josh, I Travis, believe I'll it. have to get confirmation on that. Because I know they switched to Josh after Danza 2. So I'm like, I wonder if that's true. <laughs> uh, I'll believe it. Yeah, I believe it. He's doing that uh, side project with uh, Andy Sizek as well. That shit's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. That shit was awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's also yeah. doing uh, the Amir thing right now, too, which yeah. is sick. Yeah, yeah. Matt before him. He deserves something like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that dude is, is very, very talented. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's great. Puts on a great show, too. Oh, yeah. Outside of being, oh, yeah. like, hella talented. Uh, so you mentioned, like, heavier bands, like Tony Danza and all that. You said Korn was kind of your gateway into those. Would you say that maybe like your your late teen years? This was early teens. Early this was teens. Like I was um this had to have been when I was like twelve, um, maybe even younger. Uh just recently my father sent me a photo of me when I was like yeah, twenty ten. So I had to have been um twelve years old and he sent me a photo of me playing guitar. Um uh, trying to figure out like an A chord or something on there. <laughs> but um uh and I'm wearing a Metallica shirt. And so I mean it had to have been run up when I was like 12 or 13, anywhere between that. I wasn't, I wasn't that old when I started getting into those heavy bands. Yeah. I was probably that age when I got into like the chariot. I love the chariot, man. That's like, and, and that's a band that I'm only recently getting into too. Really? Uh, dude. It, it's it's kind of, it's kind of goofy. Cause I'm in this band that um, takes a lot of inspiration from, yeah, you know, crazy spastic say. math core stuff. I really only started getting into math core, um, fairly recently like when i moved to georgia like 2016 or 2017 is around the time i got into dillinger and i saw dillinger on their farewell tour here in georgia which also carson was at that show too and there's a there's a video someone got online somewhere where like we're a sh we're like shoulders apart from each other oh wow which is just kind of it's just kind of funny um yeah it's a small I, world like <laughs> it is music we listen to it is actually a very small world yeah You'd be surprised. And then only um, like a couple of years after that, I heard Dow Boys that when they released um, the Great Rocket Robbery, what the, there's a longer title there, but I heard that I'm like, oh, I need that directly into my veins, brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. ever since then, I was just like, I was sold. I'm like, this is my favorite band. Yeah. yeah. 
when I saw like Dowboys was based in Georgia, I was like, and then I listened to it. I was like, yeah, this is like totally like early Norma Jean chariot. And even some yep. of like here before the March of flames, like just because of how, how like kind of all over, I, I don't want to say all over the place. because That sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Just yeah. like, no, I know what you mean. Zany, I, I like, it, there's a method to the madness. Absolutely. But that's immediately the, the three I thought of, but ultimately like you guys are like Dowboys is Dowboys. You guys oh, yeah. got your own thing. It's, it's, it's great, man. We love it. Yeah. It's because so many, it's because there's so many influences within the band that we sound the way we do. Yeah, I mean, right. if you look at like, if you look at Carson's curated playlist, for example, you'll see, um, you know, everything from electronic music to, to metal, uh, mm-hmm. especially with like Amber's playlist, Amber really, really loves electronic music and has like pretty big knowledge of, uh, artists in that realm and like breakbeat stuff. Jackie likes a lot of like really grimy and gross sounding stuff. So there's a huge pouring in of a lot of different influences into Dowboys, which is why it sounds the way it does. Yeah. yeah. Some of the earlier stuff, like to me, like it was just very sludgy. It was Bro, awesome. That, the very first song on my Dixie wrecked, uh, you know, I had to <laughs> dude, do it to dude, him. I only, I only got that joke last year. <laughs> oh, I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Dude, you say it out loud a couple times and you're like, oh yeah. I kept saying it and I was like, what's the joke? All right. Well, um uh-huh, I'm innocent, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the uh the, anyway, doggy, go ahead. The, the, you know I had to do it to him. That that opening fucking rift is the most southern, like the chariot, yeah. uh every time I die type vibes I've ever heard. Oh, and then yeah. also a band I only got into last year. Isn't that unfortunate? Really? Oh, oh, man, yeah. You're discovering oh. like some great shit and this, see, uh, that's awesome. way too late <laughs> way too late. Nah, hey better late than never man it's not I going guess, anywhere man, it just uh, it's not going anywhere well i mean the chariot isn't coming back rip yeah but like their album allegedly out. Like, but their music their music's yeah. out like it's not you know you can listen yeah to yeah, it, yeah. So. see i always called it chaos core just because it was like i didn't really know the real term math core for a while it just i feel like you can like, only call a few bands math core like dillinger yeah. is math core like that, yeah, yeah. Math core. but uh we actually went to the chariots farewell tour in uh 2010 mm-hmm. and Jeez. we almost died in that it so it wasn't really I the pit. <laughs> it was just like the entire venue is the pit yeah <laughs> i don't think i was on my feet the entire time yeah like I was just picked up by the wave of people and it I remember was, it was awesome. Dude, dude, I remember reading like a comment on that video when they're playing like a warehouse. Uh someone mm-hmm. said like I was I was here like towards the back and some kid came running out midway through the set with his head bleeding, asked yep. for a band-aid, got the band-aid on his head and just ran back in. Yeah. Oh with with Josh Goggin, he had a role with the chariot. I remember seeing an interview with him and he said, When I'm playing a show the stage is not mine. It's y'all's. And he meant it because there would be people like, come just up here and fucking, take this mic, dude. pretty much, dude. Like it yeah. was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like, like how a lot of bands will carry on that, that motif to uh, Carson does it a lot. If we don't have a barricade, unfortunately, you know, on the avatar tour, we're going to have barricades because we got to mm-hmm. be prim and proper yeah. and not hurt people. But when we're yeah. playing, like when it's a Dowboy show, you know, Carson lets everyone know. It's like, if you know it, take it from me. Yeah. You know? Nice. I, I tell That's people that great. too with the guitar. I'm like, hey, if you know how to play this part, I'll give you my guitar. I will go, uh, I will go hurt people. 
I'll give it to you. You That's just got to awesome. play it right. All right. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that show Augie like was either throwing up or about to throw up. I got kicked in the back of the head. Almost got yeah. knocked awesome. out. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, it was, and and also we later saw his other project, sixty eight, and shout out that was a great show as well. Yes, Josh Goggins is just a showman. Really I heard a couple stuff from that. It's it's, it's cool. Yeah, well, he has one of the coolest exits ever because I'm assuming it's to like save money. So he is his own like tech. It's just two of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. as they're wrapping up, right? They play. They're playing their last song, and he has like a looping pedal. So while the drummer is just like like tearing away at the drums, Josh hits the looping pedal and then puts his guitar down and then starts like disassembling the stage while the dude's still. <laughs> yeah, the drums and then the drums are going eventually... and then the looping pedal and it's it's so dope, man. Yeah, eventually the drummer just has like the snare and then he starts playing like on the like the rim of the snare like some <laughs> funny ass goofy shit. Uh, I need to go see that. That sounds yeah. awesome. It's yeah. the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life, dude. Josh is just a showman, though, man. He he's been in yeah, the game a long time, so he is very nice. Yeah. Anyway, so here's what yeah. I have so far for you: Joe Satriani surfing with the aliens. I have Blue Oyster Cult, Godzilla. I have Cinder, Corn, System of Down, Static X, Gojira, and Tony Danza. You want to add a couple more heavier bands on there? Put Gray Haven on there. Gray Haven. I, I, I would go. be I would be remiss if I didn't put Grey Haven on there, right? That is a very special band. I have actually never listened to them yet. Uh, man, brother, you need to change that. Empty yes. Black is uh, is a perfect album front to back. There are no there are no slow points on that record. <laughs> I will definitely change that. I saw a video. I don't know if maybe you shared it or what, but uh, the guitarist hopped off stage and took a shot. <laughs> Oh, that was uh, that was the band Limbs. Uh, oh, we was on. it? Okay. Yeah, yeah Limbs uh, runs wireless systems, so they'd have this uh, routine every night where they're during the last song, they would the guitarist and the bassist would hop off stage and then go into the crowd. And since it was the last show, the bassist went to the back. He actually took a shot with the guitarist of Grey Haven, of Grey Haven, and um, that's that's the video you see. That's awesome, man. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's the from Limbs. What Grey Haven song? Oh man! Uh, <laughs> man you can do more. Tough. You can do more than one, dude. Yeah, nah, yeah. I, I gotta do one. I, gotta I, do I would one, put man. the whole album on there if I could. Nice uh, uh, self-discipline. The opening track on Empty Black. Let's do Sweet Machine. Um, their Sweet guitarist machine. Nick showed me how to play some riffs from that, and it, it was really cool getting to learn from the man himself. Oh man, that's really that's awesome, awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, when when I tell you, like, we all became like everyone became like buddies on that tour i, I mean it because i know there's some tours where you never hang out with the other band you never interact with them and you're just there to play the shows but that was not the case and yeah great haven insisted that we go on that tour when the two bands gray haven and limbs were deliberating on who the support should be gray haven was like it's, it's got to be cal style boys but you you'd be stupid not to bring cal style boys we wanted to be cal style boys man i really shout out brent I really want to see one of y'all's shows 100 percent, man yeah we actually yeah, missed y'all we went to oh, we yeah. went to south by and we actually missed y'all by a day we were there saturday no yeah we yeah, were there saturday we went to so what yeah actually let's let, let's talk about that what was that like man as, as a performer well we i don't know i i'm sure i can call it south by so what but they had to change the name to so what fest because they got yeah. sued by south by southwest yeah, um, yeah. Which I, I just figured they were one in the same but Anyway, uh, so what was really really awesome. Uh, there there are a lot of bands on there that I didn't really know, 
um, and I'll get to a, a good story about one of those in a second, but I got to see the one band I wanted to see that entire time was Omerta. Omerta is probably one of my favorite current acts out there, and those dudes are going to be huge. If, if they keep playing their cards right, which it seems like they're going to, they're going to be as big as Noxious. Omerta is just some of the most ignorant and tightest shit I've ever heard. It is crazy. Wow. That's awesome. And all there's all there's yeah. none, not many of their songs go past like two minutes. So it's just okay. it's just belligerence and just beats you over their head. Their album Hyperviolence is like perfect. Let's get a song by them. Hyperviolence, the title track of it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I That's don't like know the if, longest track on the record. <laughs> it, it is the longest track on the record. It has like a it has a full chorus and everything, but it also just like it's just evil. And I'm like 90% sure. I don't know if they did this on purpose. But um, there's a melody line going during the chorus on guitar that is pretty much identical to a corn song. And I don't want to say Han stole it, but it is just a little too similar. Yeah. And um, I, Loosely I, I based on. Both are great songs. I'm pretty sure it's uh-huh. the song. Um, it's the same melody line from Trash by Korn. It's okay. probably just a coincidence, but they are like just so eerily similar. I showed it to Carson and Carson was like, oh, it's the same thing. But I mean, Omerta like very obviously like takes a lot of homage from uh, old new metal acts. They like will um they even use the same sample that Slipknot used on a song, which is like this guy going take that motherfucker. And Omerta <laughs> oh, yeah, uses yeah, that yeah. in one of their songs. I'm like, okay, you guys know what you're doing. Yeah. Um. Also, some of the nicest dudes on the planet too. I had the pleasure of meeting most of them at So What, and nice. uh, Gustavo, their singer, watched our whole set from backstage, which is really cool. Yeah, those guys are awesome. If you're not listening to Omerta, I don't know what you're doing, bro. That's straight oh, up. Like, you need to listen oh, to Omerta. Shoot. I definitely have to check that out, man. They're going to yeah. probably have a new album coming out soon, I'm pretty sure, because they keep playing new stuff live. It's, it's insane. It's great. And they just had a sold-out show in their hometown. I mean, awesome. But yeah, uh, so, oh yeah, So What. Anyway, um, when we were in So What, my brother uh, lives out in Dallas. Uh, about, he lived about 30 minutes from that venue. So my brother's very religious. I'll leave it at that. Uh, he mm-hmm. lives with a pastor that he met out there a while ago, a pastor and his like big family of like eight kids. So they had a lot of room and they Jeez. also have a guest, they have like a guest apartment build, like a little guest house in the back that the band stayed in. So shouts out Adam Patterson one time, because that was very gracious of him to let us all stay there and even park the bus in his driveway in Texas. Uh, it saved us That's a lot awesome. of hassle. And uh, my brother got to see my first, my brother was like front row uh, the whole the whole set uh, he got there like 10 minutes before we started i'll never forgive him for that because he's stressing me out but uh <laughs> he, he, he got to see, he, he saw the set front and center uh the whole thing and uh it, i almost started when i saw him in the crowd i almost started crying because i was like oh he actually made it i can't and i was like i was so happy um, oh man that's, that's he got awesome to see the, he, he got to see the first big show i played with dow boys um Adam also came out to it, uh, the guy he, he lives with, and he said he got punched in the back of the head during a song. But he's like, I know what I was in for. I was in front of the, I was in the front. I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, you <laughs> but, know um, what it is. Yeah, That's my funny. brother and I are like a year and a half apart, so we're, we're pretty close. Uh, we argue a lot. We have very different worldviews, but um, mm-hmm. family is family yeah. sometimes. Yeah, no, unfortunately, brother, sometimes, man. but hey, family's family. Uh, so that, that whole weekend meant a lot. And um, I also found out that um, one of the main dudes in Alexis on Fire is Dallas Green, a.k.a. City in Color. I did not know that yeah. <laughs> at all. 
Yeah, yeah. Dude's got a beautiful voice, too. Oh, he my is. God. I love that guy. That City in Color is one of my, like, favorite uh, acts out there. Yes, and yeah. I learned I learned one of his songs back in high school to play for a girl I like, and it won me a first date. So Dallas mm. means a lot to me. And when my drummer and I were watching Alexis on Fire play, I'm like, man, like these guys look, these guys look, you know, they're, they're older. How long have they been doing this? She's like, oh yeah, you know, like they've been doing this for a long time. And they're that guitarist over there, like. You know, he's got a really popular folk project called City in Color, and my jaw just dropped. I'm like, are yeah. you kidding? It's the same guy. Yeah, dude's amazing, man. Oh, I love City in Color. You should you should just go ahead and put Grand Optimist by City in Color. Yeah, on. I was gonna I was gonna ask. <laughs> Fair enough. But Grand Optimist. That's not the song I learned, but put that one up there. I love Grand Optimist. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy, man. We actually got to see, I think we ended up seeing like 12 fans. So y'all Saturday. were there the same day we were regardless though, right? We were there oh, we Saturday. Were Saturday. That's cool. That's cool. We, we, yeah, we, yeah. Played, we played Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, um, I know. I, when I looked at the Sunday lineup, like after, well, we did Saturday because it's just the day that worked out best for everyone. But yeah, I was like low key looking at the Sunday lineup and I was like, damn, it's pretty stacked. Right. That's Sunday <laughs> I don't know if we did though, the right bro. day. Yeah. yeah no, it, was, we're it, was, like, it was great. We're like adults I think we saw now, like 18, though. dude. We saw like Dog, 18 bands. I got to see Kublai Khan in Texas. Yeah. Oh, that was my first time seeing Kublai Khan. I was in the pit the entire set. They closed with Ant Pile. What the fuck? It was cr- They played everything like 20 BPM slower. That shit was evil. Also, Matt Honeycutt, nicest dude I, I probably will ever meet in my life. I mean, we only said like a few words to each other, but I mean, just... Nice as hell. We have a couple mutual friends here in Georgia, actually. Um, my boy Jose is a uh, like a, a world class powerlifter, squats like eight hundred pounds, uh, just a powerhouse of a dude. Damn. And um, he's he's real close with Matt, and he did like a us and them with Kublai Khan when they were here in Georgia. It was really cool. But um, Matt's a really nice dude. Uh, got a cool mustache. I was gonna put belligerent, that or true fear, but belligerent just has like this really cool ending or like this really like cool, like just a drum and vocal part where it's like, fuck, you can fuck me one more time. Oh, so cool. Shit's so sick. (laughs) (laughs) We were kind of tired. So we were sitting down, me and my wife sat down to get something to eat at, at so what? And did you like those $8 hot dogs? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's (laughs) fucking amazing. Um, we sat down in front of the knocked loose show. Oh yeah. yeah. So we got to see them. His voice is amazing. He, I mean, you know it's him. That, oh, that's absolutely, what I like about yeah. like unique vocalists out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A really good example. I'm looking at this poster right now. Uh, Kaunashi is the same kind of thing. God, I like, love them. Oh, yeah. Uh, when when you hear when you hear Peter, man, you know it's Peter. Yeah. Um, also, uh, when we played Philly, we stayed with them. Uh, Peter and uh, Peo, we stayed at their house. And by the time we got there, it was kind of late. Peter was already cooking dinner for like. 12 people so i mean hospitable funny great vocalist great band yeah yeah let's let's get one of those songs on there i love those Uh, let's do um i'm still working through the discography but i have listened to why did you do it all the way through and the one i really like is a five-year plan i'm pretty sure it's five-year plan yeah my five-year plan yeah my five-year plan Uh, i like that one a lot that's a great song those dudes fucking rip though. Those dudes uh, fucking rip. Everyone knows their words and shit. Like you watch a live video of those guys, everyone's gra- like 
that's a good example of like this microphone is not mine. Yeah. No one lets Peter hold the damn microphone. <laughs> like he has it for maybe a minute every song. It is crazy. That's awesome, man. In listening to music in the style of Dowboys, we you know we talked about all the sort of transitions. Like it's one second, it's just this brutal, like all in your face, and then it kind of slows down, almost either a cappella or just like jazzy, groovy stuff or violins going on. So like writing in this this style, like how difficult is it? Like I guess how long does it take to write a song, man? And do you have more bad ideas than good ideas because you guys kind of just can do whatever you want right um it takes a while and a lot of it is um a lot of it is carson writing carson has been gracious enough to um uh want to write with me a lot which uh which just means the absolute world to me because uh yeah from meeting everyone and going into it i kind of figured just carson you know wrote a majority of everything and then brought it to the band and then modifications happened from there when carson Mm -hmm. will literally uh, have me over and we're like all right let's make something and we make something from scratch and just see what if something sounds cool on it in terms of like skill level on guitar Carson and I are pretty even Carson just writes stuff that are kind of outside of the box but I have no problem like following along um, and kind of mm-hmm. vice versa like it, we we come from different areas of like wanting to play stuff but we also also have a big appreciation for jazz music and other genres based around um, uh, different instruments and learning lines of stuff from different instruments to kind of get a uh, feel for different genres and also for bringing it into writing with uh, Dow boys. So there's a lot of just um, ideas floating around. Like we have a Dropbox for uh, potential songs for the third album, which we might like break off into maybe something smaller, who knows yet. But um, within each of those folders of those songs, there's like seven different drafts of it. And we'll either take out riffs, we'll either add riffs, we'll add samples, we'll add, piano part will do this that, and the other thing there's only like only one song on there that is finished and you know i've been writing with carson since like march roughly maybe mm-hmm. even before that because it was determined a little while ago before i even joined the band that i was going to be in the band so i was already kind of hanging out with carson a lot and writing stuff and just putting random things together so it takes a long time and you know we can sit on something for a while and then one day listen carson will just be like i don't like this I don't like this part right here. It's got to go somewhere else or it's got to get deleted altogether. And that'll happen with any one of us. We all have access to it as far as I'm aware. So anyone can hear something like, I don't, I don't like this. It doesn't fit here. We can either put it in another song or build something else off top of it or remove it altogether. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny having this huge band, you would think that uh, the phrase uh, less is more doesn't get used a lot and it gets used a lot all the time, (laughs) (laughs) all the time. Wow. Yeah. When I was learning all the songs originally, uh, I was like, oh, what if I do like a, this thing here? And Chris was like, no, that's Amber's part. I'm like, yeah, but I could. He's like, yeah, no, 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 don't, do, <laughs> don't let, less is more. Um, but performance wise, it's very convenient with um, the systems that we have set up. Caffrey and I, Maddie, both run uh, Kempers. And on the topic of Gojira, just today, uh, a friend of mine um, a little while ago sent me some Kemper tones. And one of them is the Neural DSP Gojira plugin. And I have Gojira tones in my Kemper now. So um, I'm pretty set on tones. But what's really nice about the Kemper with Dowboy stuff is you press a button and you're in a different part seamlessly. So it Mm -hmm. makes playing these songs very, very easy. If I need to switch to a mid-gain tone or a clean tone right off of that drive, no problem. The the performance-wise gets pretty easy. Uh, Writing stuff, it can go any which way. Sometimes a song gets written like that and it's done. 
there's one just recently that we took every part out of it and made a new song with it <laughs> with each with each part and nice. it, it makes you just like rub your eyes like oh my god it never ends but at the same time we're really grateful because that just means carson's not running out of ideas so carson's always in gotta write new music gotta write new music gotta write new music all the time you know that's like fun by sometimes me sometimes we want to like try to slow him down a little bit but if we did that then we wouldn't have new music to play yeah so, right. how many people are in dad boys now seven like always members and then we have rich castillo our saxophone player who is a, an auxiliary member that can hop in when he can that's insane man I, I can imagine with seven different hands in the pot you know how chaotic it could probably get sometimes with all the yeah and carson, <laughs> carson will have uh, writing moments with each person kind of individually it's never like all seven of us writing uh, it'll kind of happen individually and carson will be like hey well i did this with so and so what do you think you could add to this and it'll kind of build off like that so carson kind of consults with everybody before uh something gets finalized unless they're just like this is my vision on it it's staying yeah it's very rare that happens anymore as far as i'm aware but uh it, it the process breathes it's it's a well-oiled machine and it has like four sets of lungs yeah and that's awesome that's really cool yeah i noticed on your playlist that there's a couple of like i don't really know what type of genre like like purity ring and stuff yeah like that yeah I love, I love purity ring that whole album i will not remember the name of that album off at the top of my head but um it had i think that song i put on there is begin again I should have put like stillness and woe on there, but I love that album. I love that album to death. I do kind of pop into electronic music and um, if something sounds nice, it sounds nice. That's just straight up how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be listening to video game soundtracks at any point. I'll be listening to remixes of video game soundtracks at any point. Also one of my earliest like music memories is playing the Mega Man X series and those soundtracks are kick ass and just, it just whip. Um, <laughs> And you, you can hear like the, the influence in those tracks from like, you know, jo, like Joe Satriani stuff, old Guns N' Roses. One of the one of the tracks is literally My Michelle uh, and they just put it into a video game, which is really funny because they had they got sued over it. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, I'll listen to anything if it's good. There, there's I don't really have any uh, qualms with any kinds of music um, like I have Bjork on there also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed that. Bjork, mm-hmm. Bjork is amazing because uh, your voice is an instrument but the way bjork structures how she sings is like as if she was playing a piano with her throat yeah uh, i don't know how to describe it any in any other way but she doesn't sing in a traditional sense like ever that's kind of how i feel about like uh amy winehouse i actually am a huge amy winehouse fan amy winehouse rocks man i fucking love mm-hmm. her voice man she's so dope what i it, mean it's, it's so powerful yeah yeah give me a give me a bjork song man the first Bjork song I heard was All is Full of Love. So let's put that one on there. I think that's off Homogenic. That, that's one of my favorite Bjork albums is Homogenic. Yeah. Uh, also, Volnikura. You mentioned jazz. And that's always like an interesting topic to me because... A lot of people don't know jazz, but they say they like jazz. Yeah, well, not only that, but I think <laughs> jazz is like... We actually mentioned this last... Uh, one of these we recorded. We, we recorded it was a... They called themselves like Prague punk i think so it was like a pro- progressive pop punk band okay they were huge into jazz and uh i think it's crazy how jazz is like integrating its way into the pop punk post-hardcore scene and even the you know metalcore and, and all that 
Well, I mean, you, you hear um, like any of those clean breaks and Dillinger songs, they're playing like really huge stacked uh, jazz chords. They just straight up are. And it's because it's because that, that stuff lends to melody and songwriting very, very well, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. It's just it's very intriguing to me. Well, I mean, uh, if you were to talk to our drummer uh, and like the, the, the artists that influence him, he'll name like drummers that are not metal drummers. Two of his favorites that I can uh, recount off top is uh, Dennis Chambers and Eric Moore. Dennis Chambers is just godlike on drums. I, I, can't, I couldn't even begin listing off all the people he's played for. He's just so many. Eric Moore is a gospel, gospel guy. I don't know who he plays for, but he's just known as Eric Moore. Same with Dennis Chambers. Um, just two legends in their own right, but they're not metal drummers. Yeah. You could ask like any drummer really in any like metalcore band, like who's your favorite drummer? And they won't give you a metal drummer. It's, no, no, yeah. They usually won't. It's really interesting. Give me some of your favorite jazz tracks, man. Teen Town by Weather Report. I guess we could do, um, I really like the track North Africa by Chick Korea, and that's Korea with a C. The, he's, the, he's a piano player, or he passed in the past couple of years, but he was, um, he was fantastic. Yeah. And I guess one more I could give you is um, Big Wave by Tribal Tech. The artists I gave you are, could technically mostly be classified as fusion, especially tribal tech, but um, they they didn't always just do like the the Frank Sinatra thing or the um, the Miles Davis thing. You know, they, they would incorporate uh, elements of other genres, uh, and that's why it's called fusion. Tribal tech is a really good example. Tribal tech could take uh, elements of like heavy metal and being like a big shredder kind of dude and make it. It's still jazz technically. It's still jazz. Another really good current jazz artist is Tigran Hamasian. He's a piano player. Uh, Tigran is incredible. I forget where he's from. It's probably so obvious, but I'm not just going to guess because that's rude. Um, but Tigran oh, is also incredible. He's got a song with Tosin. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Yeah, it's called Vortex featuring Tosin Abasi. That's badass. That's crazy. That's awesome. If you were to do a Tigran song on my playlist, it would be the Apple Orchard and uh, Sag Masavank. I would not, I not I even that. try to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Tigran's amazing. He's technically jazz. But yeah, jazz is such a big, broad term sometimes. Uh, it can kind of just melt into anything, really. And that's, that's why I like it so much. The genre that knows no bounds, I guess. <laughs> it, it quite literally is that genre. Yeah. <laughs> what are some bands or artists that people would be surprised to hear that you really enjoy? I know you mentioned you don't really have any qualms with something that sounds good, but you know, the kind of music we've been talking about with some artists on the other side of the spectrum. We're like Vince Staples, Quell Chris. Hey, I like a lot. Vince Staples. Um, love Vince Staples. Yeah. I, I went through my, in my high school years, I went through my odd future and Tyler, the creator phase. Oh, I love, uh, I love Tyler I, too. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler just shows that you can, if, if you want to, you can do whatever you want. I remember seeing an interview where he's like, I just haven't done a country or a rock album yet, but I will. Yeah. Like, it'll be good. He knows what he is. He knows who he is. And I think that's incredibly admirable uh, out of an artist. He has this one little rant he goes on where he's like, where are all the dudes that started around the same time I did? Where are they? Yeah. He's like, I'm still here. I'm still making hit records. I want a Grammy. Like, where, where are these guys? Because he's like, I'm making stuff that matters. I'm making stuff that's current. And when it comes to like believing in your own craft, uh, Tyler Creator is up there. I won't really ride super hard for his old stuff, but um, just because of the content of it. Yeah. Uh, but 
Tyler is up there as one of the best artists of our generation period. And he'll go down in history as that. No, no doubt. Yeah. All the interviews I've seen of him, he's just extremely comfortable with who he is as a person. And that's. He is extremely comfortable with who he is. He knows who he is. Um, Yeah. Wolf was a Wolf was like unintentionally a breakup album for me. Uh, I, I love that album still to this day. Part of that album feels like it's not finished. And that's why I like it so much. Because <laughs> uh, um, it's like, like there's a couple songs on there where it's just like, you didn't finish writing this, but you released it anyway. That rocks. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's literally a song on there that says like, oh, you want to hear a song I just wrote? It's not finished, but. And then it plays. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. All right. You didn't even bother finishing this. That's awesome. You were going to give uh, one of his songs, which one? When you oh, did? man, that's tough. Man, that is hard. He has so much. He has so much good music out there. Probably Rusty. I would put Rusty on there. That's a good. That's a good track. Yeah. I'm like looking yeah. through like my Apple Music right now to see like who else on here. Like it all makes sense to me that I listen to this stuff. I really like Meg Myers too. Like I like my poppy stuff here and there. Uh, Meg Myers is cool. She's got she's got a couple she's got a couple bangers and some songs that are kind of like okay, you, this just sounds like everything everyone else is writing. But when she writes the stuff that is just like very distinctly her, that's the good shit. Yeah. I also like Chelsea Wolf a lot. Uh, Chelsea Wolf, I think I put her on my um, playlist also, my uh, curated one. And I, I remember Carson and Amber looking through it and they're like, oh, so you put a song from the worst Chelsea Wolf album on there. I'm like, that album, um, that was also a breakup <laughs> album. So it means a lot to me. So shut up. Uh, <laughs> I love that album. Pain is Beauty is a beautiful record and it's just very abrasive and metallic sounding. And I love it to death. No, no. They, I feel like if um, I were to say like, oh, I'm into this artist and this artist, uh, people would just be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, is especially coming from the band that I'm in, it, it's just kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go Vince Staples. Ooh, Vince Staples. My favorite song is War Ready because it has an Andre 3000 sample in it that he uses yeah. like constantly throughout the record or throughout the song. That one's really good. It's either War Ready or Loco. Those are, those are my two favorite Vince Staples tracks. Meg Myers? If I were to give something from Meg Myers, probably have to be, I think Parade. Parade by Meg Myers is, is one of those songs that I really, really, I still vi- revisit that a lot. The girl I was dating at the time when that album came out kept making fun of me for liking Meg Myers. And she's like, it's just like, it's really boring. I'm like, you're really boring. How about you just like stuff that's just fun? Like, yeah. it's a fun pop rock album. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's just good. Yeah. Hating. Right? They'd be hating, bro. Like, I mean, Hayden. at the end of the day, man, you like what you like. It is what it is. And that's true. Yeah. Like, the older I get, the more I, like, realize that. Like, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. And I'll also come back around and like stuff that I went through a phase of like, oh, that's actually not cool. Like Limp Biscuit, I went through a whole phase where I was like, actually, Limp Biscuit's kind of lame. And now I'm like, Limp Biscuit is the coolest shit to ever exist. Okay. Yeah. It just straight up is. That new song, uh, Dad Vibes, I think is what it's called. Dad Vibes is so fun, dude. Fucking rocks, dude. <laughs> West Portland is also one of my favorite guitarists ever. I, I really hope he brings back his solo project, um, Blacklight Burns, at some point. Cruel Melody is one of my favorite albums of all time. I think if he had kept going with that, he could have made that act huge, but the more, there was more money in the biscuit, so I get it. Yeah. You want to throw another Chelsea Wolf on here? Yeah, it would probably be something from Apocalypse. That's like one of her, 
I guess, quintessential albums. Yeah. Um, I think that song is called Mare. It's just M-E-R. I think that's the one that I really like. That's like the technically the opening track. That's not just her making a bunch of really disgusting noises. <laughs> I think we're about to wrap it up. Cool. What we like to do is you said you use Apple Music. I do. I don't, I'm not familiar with Apple Music. Can you see the last? I got Spotify too, so it ain't, it ain't no thing. Well, I was just going to say, can you see the last song that you listened to? The last song that I listened to yeah. is Miserable Company by He Is Legend. Oh, that's so uh, beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, I got into that band on this last tour. Uh, my drummer, Marty, uh, was like, you should listen to that band. Because uh, Brent, the singer from Greyhaven, in a couple live videos, he, he he keeps wearing this He Is Legend shirt. And I always told myself, like, I should listen to that band. And they played So What? And I should have watched their set. Because, oh. damn, I love that band. Yeah, we missed um, Yes, they're awesome. They are, they are insanely good. And mm-hmm. if you listen to Greyhaven, you listen to He Is Legend, like, you'll kind of see where that boy Nick gets a lot of his riff ideas For from. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very cool. But yeah, the last song I was listening to was uh, Miserable Company. What's your two favorite Dowboy songs? We're going to open the playlist with one and then close it with one. Carson's going to hate me for it, but my two favorite Dowboy songs are um, Diane Mars' Sunspot and Diane Mars' Addendum. So they're, they're, our, they're the yeah. closing track for Diane Mars. Um, those are my two favorite songs. Sunspot is my favorite song to play. I still I still run through that one even if it's not in our live set and probably won't be for a little bit. And addendum, when I first heard addendum, it was bizarrely very moving. And then the, that sample mm-hmm. comes in of the um, the the prayer line. Yeah, the, like, that was like, that that shit is just so goofy to me. Um, I'm sure I'm at it's liberty. Spooky. To it. it is it's very spooky. And you know what's even funnier is uh, I'm sure I'm at liberty to tell this story when they were originally calling that number they were going to sample it to ha- like someone to answer and they were going to talk to, talk to them and have that be the sample at the end, but they got a voicemail instead. So they kept it. Wow. That's a real line. Yeah, dude. That's a real line and it didn't Damn. answer. That's insane, man. Yeah. And if you, um, you should look up the lyrics of it on um, Spotify or Apple music. I know Apple music lets you pull up lyrics and there's a cheeky little line that uh, someone put in there for that song. Um, yeah, but I think I think I saw it. I won't I won't ruin it for you, Augie. But yeah, you should just something. just go look at it. Go listen to the song and and uh, read the lyrics for it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember learning that song on piano um, like a year ago. Very cool song. That's dope. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and the lore on that is uh, this old band that um they were in like coming out of high school or in high school. Uh, the piano player from that band wrote that part and gave it to them. So it's like it's like kind of like a neat cyclical thing full full coming full circle like the old closes out the new I, I just like how i just like how they structured that the guy was just like hey i have this thing use it however you want that's cool man. that's really yeah. cool i made an exception for for y'all since y'all have a new album coming out i put uh what is delicious and then i put that on mars it down oh, perfect as a closer man, i love playing what is delicious <laughs> I, I can't believe that song translated so well live people go nuts for that shit it's uh, awesome. man when we played Austin, everyone in that crowd knew the words for it. It was very surreal. Yeah. The day that came out, um, I actually messaged Adam. Yeah. And I was like, man, this, this band makes me so excited for, for this, this genre. Mm-hmm. 
And that was the first no, video I got sure. to be in. It was so it was so fun. We had this okay. idea for a crazy trainer character, and uh, I just I fit the bill perfectly. <laughs> I guess with the the he is legend comment, we still had a lot to talk about, but we are gonna go ahead and wrap <laughs> it up. Man, you are more than welcome on the show anytime. Should we let them do the plugs? Yes, that's what I was gonna give it. I was gonna hand it over to you, man. Oh, okay. Uh, so we like to give the artists some time to sort of shout out any like your social media handles, any shows, or, or maybe when we can expect new music. You know, anything you're allowed to talk about. This is your time to just kind of, yeah. you know, uh, rep your squad. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, again, my name is Daniel Hodgson. You can find me on pretty much any social uh, areas. All Dan, all day. My Instagram has a underscore on that. Someone saw the tag and they're like, oh, does that say anal in the middle? I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I had to put an <laughs> underscore on it. But all Dan, all day on most of my socials. Callous Dow Boys going on tour with Avatar and Light the Torch. Our first show of that is July 8th and we're doing another full US with them. Unfortunately, not doing any of the Canada dates, just going to get our passports sorted out. But all of our dates are posted on our band page, on our personals. Come out to a show. Come say hi. Show show Avatar that people like us. I mean, they like us. So I hope I hope you will prove that point. <laughs> come out support Avatar. Come out support Light the Torch. It's our biggest tour the band has ever done. We're super excited about it. Uh, kind of be more honored to be opening up for such legendary acts. New music soon. I'm not allowed to say. I heard Carson talk about it earlier and didn't give a month, so I won't either. But we will be bringing out some new songs on this tour and uh yeah i don't know if there's anything uh the celebrity therapist out september 2nd 2022 is that september run y'all going on is that going to be a a headliner for y'all or uh no the rollo tour is we are forgot yeah yeah the rollo tomasi tour uh it is us then cryptodira then rollo tomasi it's not a not a headliner for us rollo tomasi is headlining uh, we are just direct support for it. Uh, that's going to be an East Coast run, and that starts September first. I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head when it ends, but um, the record comes out the second day of that tour. Oh yeah, awesome. Well, congratulations yeah. on that that tour with Light Torchman. That's awesome. I'm, yeah, Cal's that was deserved it 100. And it, it's Thank it's you. surreal. It's really cool. I can't wait to meet all the dudes in Avatar and uh, Light the Torch, especially the dude, those dudes in Avatar. Um, I, I got family that's Swedish. And I can't wait to bond with them over that. It's going to be cool. I've been to Sweden. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool country. Uh, I just can't wait to meet those guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, we thank you so much for coming on. And like I said, man, yeah, anytime, so thank you. anytime you want to just come on and talk about music, man, just hit me up. Yeah, and... I, told the, I told the other Dow boys, like, this, this podcast seems really cool. Y'all should do it. Uh, Amber expressed a lot of interest in wanting to do it, so I'll, I'll get on Let's her about it. Let's do it. Any of the Dow boys that want to come on, they're always welcome as well. So. Absolutely. I love it. Awesome, dudes. Well, you have a nice night, man. You as well, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.